What is going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Lean365 podcast. So today, this is an episode that I was planning on recording whilst I was away. Um, A lot of you may know, but I've just been to the Maldives for two weeks, had an absolutely amazing time. Um, And I really wanted to make sure this podcast was recorded out there. Obviously, the theme of the podcast is centered around staying on track when you're on holiday, when you're not in the uh, same country, when you're traveling. But the reason why uh, I did decide to push it is because, as you guys know, the Maldives is a very small island in the Indian Ocean. The quality of signal was pretty poor. um, And I wanted to make sure I kept the quality of this podcast. And, you know, we didn't have like sort of birds and wildlife in the background, which is kind of the theme of it, because the actual Wi-Fi in the hotel was very, very poor in terms of the actual room itself. So there was like one spot on the island that I managed to find a little bit of Wi-Fi. And I don't think that would have been the best place for uh, doing the podcast. The reason why I was so keen on getting it done is because obviously at the start, I said this is something that I want to be making sure fires at every single week. And I feel like it's so important to try and stay true to your word. Um, So even just pushing it by a few days, it was something that was a little bit frustrating. But Anyway, here we are. We're uh, today discussing, as I've mentioned, holidays, staying on track, um, you know, whether we should really be trying to stay on track on holiday, bit of a controversial subject. Um, And just generally a few of the pieces of advice that I used when I was out in the Maldives for two weeks uh, for an all-inclusive holiday um, and how I've managed to sort of maintain my progress while still having an amazing time. Um, Like a lot of you guys that, you know, maybe watch my stories over the last couple of weeks, probably saw the food I was consuming, the desserts I was consuming, um, the drinks and stuff I was having, the cocktails. So I definitely didn't hold back. I just used good guidelines, good standards, good rules, which is something I talk about all the time um, that just allowed me to enjoy it without taking the piss and totally regressing with all my fitness goals, um, which is just something that I didn't want to do. So what I want to talk about at the start, just before I go into this, is if you're listening to this, if you've been on holiday this year and you did go a little bit too far, you have gained a little bit of weight, you did regress a little bit, it is not the end of the world. I don't want people to think that they can't go away and make mistakes because trust me, I've been there, I've done that, I've been that guy that's gone on holiday and gained a load of weight. Um, I've already spoken about this before, but when I competed back in 2019, I rebounded so, so badly um, and gained a lot of weight. So I've made every mistake under the sun. I've done these things badly. And I think this is why I'm quite hot on you know, trying to manage social events, holidays, all this kind of stuff um, as best as possible so that you don't kind of make the same mistakes that I did. But, you know, we've had clients that have have gone away, enjoyed themselves a little bit too much. um, And obviously now we're just sort of drawing a line under it um, and making sure that we're kind of getting back on track of it all. So I wanted to start off by just saying that do not panic if you've kind of hit that stage um, of coming back and and being a bit, having a bit of a shock with what you've seen on the scales. Um, So I think holidays are fantastic for getting in shape. Generally, do think that you know when we have urgency, we have a deadline in place. It just makes us work so much harder towards a goal. Um, this is something we do with all our clients at FitLab. You know, we try and set them some form of date that they're going to be working towards. You know, to reach the end of their dieting phase. And I think holidays are so good for that. They do create that short-term goal, or maybe even a long-term goal, depends on when you get started. And they give you that initial motivation and checkpoint to work towards. Um, and I think that's really important. However, the one thing that I do also believe, which is very important, is we don't just get in shape for a holiday. You shouldn't just be trying to get in shape for a holiday. You know, you have to see your fitness goals a little bit longer than that. 
Um, I think that, you know, the vanity side of things of wanting to look good on the beach, it's awesome, but it's also not going to keep you in shape for life. I feel like your reason as to why you want to change has to be a little bit deeper than just going away and looking shredded on the beach. Um, And again, I've been there. um, I've dieted hard for, for going to Ibiza and, you know, felt awesome. But the reality is I've then come back, I've eaten a lot of food, I've not necessarily had as much willpower to, to want to sort of stay in shape. Um, and that's led me to bad habits. So I think use the initial, you know, short term goal of a holiday to give you that motivation, give you that sort of goal to work towards initially to get you in the absolute shape of your life or to get you a body that you're proud of. But I think it's important to really remember that the actual hard work is going to start when you get back from that holiday. Um, genuinely, that's when you need to really focus on creating that lifestyle and actually staying in shape when you don't have, you know, the motivation of a holiday to work towards, you know, when it is sort of doom and gloom or in those winter months and, you know, there's not really uh, anything there for you to want to be in shape for. So use the holiday, uh, use it as a great short-term anchor or long-term anchor, but just remember that the hard work is going to start, you know, effectively when you get back. Um, And I think that my belief is that why would you want to work so hard for months on end um, to then just kind of blow it on holiday. I just think, oh, fuck it, I'm going to kind of have whatever I want. And I think this is a bit of a controversial opinion. You know, some people may be listening to this thinking, well, you know, I go away once a year. Um, I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to have to have guidelines. I don't want to have to have rules. I want to be able to just go away and do whatever I want. And I'm all for that. And that's absolutely fine. But I just feel like if that's your mentality, then you are going to have to kind of pay the price when you get back, you know, be spending more time dieting, going back on the treadmill, doing long, boring, continuous cardio, just accepting that you're going to be dieting again and again and again every time you kind of do go away. And if that's the price you want to pay, then that is absolutely fine. I'm not here to say that's not something that you should do, but I feel like people may not want to be on this kind of yo-yo of dieting all the time or potentially just dieting when they get back from holiday or whatever to, to kind of get rid of that weight. So I think it's it's kind of a conversation you've got to have with yourself. You've got to kind of make that decision before you go away. Like, am I going to be going away and holding myself to a good standard so I don't have work to do when I get back or you know less work to do and get back? Or am I going to go away and just think, whatever, I'm going to have what I want for a week or two weeks. I'm not going to do any exercise. I'm going to drink when I want. Um, I'm going to get, you know, less sleep, whatever that might be, but I'm just going to have to really pay that price when I get back, get my ass back in gear and be working hard. So I feel like this is something that you have to kind of think about before you go away. Um, My view is that you can still enjoy a holiday to the absolute max, really, um, whilst maintaining shape and maintaining progress. Give or take a few pounds at the end of the day, like if we come back and we've gained a kilo or two or even like two to three, it's not the end of the world. But I think that the kind of mistakes people make is they'll come back sort of a stone heavier, you know, maybe a stone and a half heavier. And hey, again, it's not the end of the world. But I feel like if we can manage that while still having an amazing holiday, um, you know, maybe going traveling and still keeping the rig that you've worked hard to achieve, why would we not do that from just using a few simple rules and guidelines and maybe actually enjoying some of the things that we are going away for um, a little bit more because we're not just kind of having things whenever we feel like we want it. We're, We're kind of just trying to be a little bit more present in certain areas. So that's my take on it. Um, so my kind of holiday experience was was, was pretty good. Um, there was a point of the holiday where I actually managed to lose weight and I'm not actually sure how that was the case. I think this was about a week in. 
um, and they had scales in the room when, when we were away. So I decided to do a little fasting weigh-in after a week um, and it actually said on there that I'd managed to lose weight. And I was pretty shocked, to be honest, but it just shows that the kind of guidelines and the rules that I was using were working very, very, very well, if not kind of too well, um, as I was actually regressing a little bit with, with my goal at the moment, which is to be gaining size and gaining muscle. So I don't really want to be losing weight. Um, but it just shows that, you know, you can have the ability to be able to do that when you are using the right rules. Um, now, the other thing I will say is a lot of potentially my experience or people that have been training for a little bit longer and have been in those kind of heavy muscle building phases. Um, and obviously the genetics is going to play a part in it too. It is going to make it easier when you go away. Okay. Like if you've been training for a long time, you've built lots of muscle, your maintenance is a lot higher than the average person. So basically the amount of calories you consume to maintain your weight is larger than most people, then you're obviously going to be able to enjoy that holiday a little bit more. And that goes without saying, again, being a guy, you know, I'm going to be able to eat more food than my girlfriend and, and by a lot of our female clients, because naturally we have more muscle, guys can burn more calories at rest. And it is an advantage. So these guidelines, they work very well for me. And it may be that you just have to tweak them and modify them a little bit just to work for yourself, because there is going to be a part to pay of genetics of long investment phases that I've managed to be in. Um, but, and the other side to that is, this is why I feel like it's so important for everybody, girls and guys, to really be making sure you do go into a long muscle building phase. You do focus on an investment phase where you've dieted down and you are now really looking to try and gain muscle because we all have the ability to take our maintenance calories very high. It's not just something that, you know, people like myself do, people that are, are online coaches do, like just because we, we live and breathe fitness. Everyone's got the ability to be able to build lots of muscle, uh, to be able to create a big foundation and eat lots of food while still maintaining and, you know, holding their condition. And this is a huge part of the journey that we do at FitLab. And that's kind of what I touched on during the last episode. If you can gain lots of muscle, you're creating a huge foundation. You're turning your body into a high performance sports car that's just burning through calories at rest which is exactly what we want and when you go on holiday this is when this is going to be so important and, and, and obviously a, a huge luxury to have because you're just going to be able to eat more and obviously not gain weight so I do believe that you know if we want to be enjoying social events holidays all this kind of stuff really getting out of a dieting phase and building muscle is going to be absolutely essential um, so that's something that I would say and the other reason as well is that you know, I feel like it's not necessarily a good thing to be kind of yo-yoing, gaining body fat um, is because when you do rebound uh, or when you do lose weight, sorry, which I'll touch on first, is you don't actually lose fat cells. People sometimes think you lose fat cells. You don't lose fat cells. You just shrink them. So those fat cells are still there. So when we actually gain weight back and we've kind of rebounded a little bit, we obviously fill those fat cells back up. But we also add more fat cells, obviously, if we have rebounded quite badly. So our body can then have 10 to 20% more fat cells than what it had before. And it just means that then losing weight is going to be a little bit harder because there's more fat cells and they're more spread out. And it gets even worse here because the more fat cells we have, they actually have less leptin. And leptin is the hormone which tells our body that we are full and we don't want more food. Um, and it also means that we're more sensitive to insulin as well, which is a storage hormone. So I don't want to go into too much of the science here, but effectively it just means that when you're dieting for the second time, you're essentially going to be a little bit more hungry and you're going to be a little bit more uh, prone to storing body fat, which is obviously not a good thing. And this is something that I experienced massively when I rebounded post-show because 
I just felt so, so hungry all the time, like really starving and kind of like any food that I ate never really filled me up. And this was definitely for that particular reason that my body was carrying more fat cells this time. Um, and I just generally was not producing as much, as much leptin and just not being uh, as full as I used to be. So this is another reason why I just think constant yo-yo dieting is going to, is going to really make it harder to lose body fat because your body's going to essentially, it's going to be harder for you to keep losing body fat the more time you're dieting. So if you make a few mistakes here and there, that's that's totally fair enough. But I think this is why, like, really going after the goal of getting the dieting phase done for the first time, you know, not kind of rebounding and dieting all the time, it's it's going to make things longer for for the kind of long run side of things. So, guys, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to run you guys through uh, basically a few of the guidelines that I've used. So, kind of take you through the nutritional side of things, um, talk a little bit about exercise, and just kind of run you through exactly what sort of things that I would potentially recommend you do on your holiday. And it's going to totally depend on a few factors. Obviously, it's going to depend on how long you're going away for, you know, whether you're going away in an all-inclusive, um, what sort of holiday it is, of course. But I think just kind of pick and choose some of these guidelines that you're going to use. You know, maybe it's that you've already been away already. We are like kind of approaching the end of August now. Um, or maybe this is going to be fantastic advice if you have got a holiday coming up over the next few weeks. But just in general, um, I feel like, you know, you can use these points as and when you need to. And hopefully it's something that will, will help you whole condition um, and generally just give you a little bit of value. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is nutrition. Okay, so I want to talk about actually like the hydration side of things, the water side of things. Um, I feel like people, and this isn't just me like going away, but often when we go to a hot country, we're going to get dehydrated a little bit faster. So, you know, naturally, um, that's going to cause our body to become a little bit more hungry. And this is often the case, even when we're in uh, just at home, if you're not drinking enough water, you're not hydrated, then naturally you're going to become more hungry. And people often get a mistake their hydration and their dehydration to actually hunger. Um, and if you're not drinking enough, you're simply going to have the urge to eat more food. So very, very, very simple hack when you go away, even more important if you're going to a hot country, it's just generally try and drink more. You have to make sure you're getting in enough water. Um, and if you're drinking, say, three to four liters in the UK and you're going to a hot country, you need to be drinking like five to six liters of water per day. Um, and that's really what you need where you are sweating more and your body is in a in a much hotter climate. Um, this was quite difficult when I went to the Maldives because... They don't have shops and stuff where you can buy water. We basically just got given uh, like a metal bottle that we had to fill up on the island at different like stations, um, which meant it was a little bit harder to be drinking lots of water. Like I, I drink a ton of water, literally probably like six, seven liters per day, um, easy. And whilst I was out there, it was harder to get that in because I constantly had to keep filling it up. So it can be more difficult whilst you're away. Obviously, you can't just drink tap water in most places that you go. Um, but just try and make sure that you are buying bottled water and you're drinking it very regularly. Um, same rules apply in terms of when you're getting up. So a huge amount of water first thing. And then just naturally in every single meal, we want to be trying to get in at least kind of half a litre every meal that we have. Um, and also as well, I would definitely be taking things like electrolyte tablets with you when you're on holiday. So dehydration it's obviously from drinking water it's going to help but it's not going to fully hydrate you we lose a lot of salts um, and often if you take electrolyte tablets they're going to replenish those salts and just make you feel a lot better so we recommend to all of our clients at fit lab um, to uh, take electrolyte tablets um, and use those before their workouts and also first thing in the morning as well so the science and support ones are the ones i would recommend um, definitely take some of those if you're on holiday. I did, had one of those every single morning and that massively helped with my hydration purpose as well. So if you're going to be more hydrated, naturally you're probably going to eat less. Uh, you're going to be more full, you're going to be more satiated and that's going to massively help. 
So uh, that's the first point. Also, make sure you're drinking more water during your meals as well. So people often don't drink enough. They'll, they'll go for like the alcoholic beverage or something like that whilst they're having food on holiday. And again, like this is just not going to naturally fill you up. So there's actually been studies to show that if you have a cup of water um, before your meal and have a cup of water to finish your meal after, you actually eat less calories during that meal. So it's actually been shown that that is the case. Um, so we want to be trying to drink as much water as we can in each meal that we have too. So when I was in the Maldives, one thing that myself and my girlfriend always made sure that we did um, was we had a cup of water uh, at the start and a cup of water at the end. So we'd always ask for a cup of water every time we ordered drinks. Um, and that just massively helped as well. As, as I say, stay hydrated, stay full um, and not kind of want to eat more food. Uh, so just make sure you're getting enough water. I think that's a huge one. So the next point is... I feel like you need to have potentially a lighter meal when you do go away, whether that's a lighter breakfast or whether you're a massive breakfast person, may potentially have a little bit of a lighter lunch. But realistically, I think if we're going to go hard for breakfast, lunch and dinner, you're probably going to put put away a fair few amount of calories. So I think it's a better option to sacrifice maybe one of those meals and then have bigger meals during the other ones. Uh, there were some days as well whilst we were away where I wasn't even having a breakfast, so sometimes we just get up a little bit later. We go to the gym in the morning, um, you know, have a coffee, and I wouldn't even be hungry until lunchtime anyway. And this isn't something you have to do every day. Like obviously, if you pay for an all inclusive, um, you know, you don't want to just not have breakfast at all. Uh, but a few of these days, this worked really well. Is it just meant that I'd have a much bigger lunch? I'd get my gym session done in the morning. I feel really good. Um, I'd give my body a little bit of, uh, of a more time to digest food. So I'd give my digestive system a little bit of a rest in the morning from the high volumes of food it was probably getting in the evening time. Um, and it would just mean that I would be able to eat a little bit more food during those bigger meals. So either skip breakfast or potentially skip lunch. If that works for you, if that doesn't work for you, um, I would say have a very, very small breakfast or potentially a smaller lunch so you can have a bigger evening meal. Um, always making sure you're still getting in a decent amount of protein. You know, you're having lots of fruit if you're away. That's like obviously when we go to hot countries, that's an easy thing to do. Um, or of course, like salad and vegetables and stuff as well. But generally, if you can try and sacrifice maybe one of those meals, you can just be able to enjoy a little bit more food. You know, if you start having a big breakfast, a big lunch and a big dinner with a few drinks, naturally calories are going to start to rack up quite quickly. And you've got to really ask yourself, is it actually worth it to have huge meals every single time? You're just going to end up feeling bloated, uncomfortable and not potentially enjoy the holiday as much as you'd like to anyway. So I do feel like kind of having a little bit of a break can work very well. Um, next up, the big rule that I used when I was away, which I think worked incredibly well, um, was just using one plate of food per meal. So this is a this is a great rule for a buffet. Now, you should not be tracking your food on holiday. This goes without saying, but I would really not recommend you do that. Um, you should be able to go away, use good guidelines, and you know come away from food tracking. It's, one, it's just going to be absolutely impossible to track your food while you're away. You know, trying to actually find out what's being put in there, uh, and two, it's just important to have a break off my fitness pal. So. If you're not going to track your food, I feel like there has to be some other way of controlling calories to make sure that you're not you know, massively over consuming. If your goal is to maintain a holiday or not to take the piss, I feel like you have to put some sort of rule in place, which is going to allow you to not be over consuming too much when it comes to calories. So one thing that I did, which worked incredibly well, is basically just had one plate per meal. So I did not go past one plate give or take a plate of fruit or always had a dessert in the evening, but one plate of like starter, main course, like that's that's what I had. Um, and don't get me wrong, the plates of food I was having were huge. Like I'm not just saying just a plate of um, 
veg, like I was having a plate of pretty much whatever I want, but never past the plate. So whatever I could get on that plate, that was fine, but I wouldn't go past that. And that just massively helped me control the calories I was consuming. Um, you know, there's only so much food you can get on a plate. So it just meant that I wasn't consuming too much food. And I was also just really enjoying it as well, because it meant I could have kind of different options every time. Obviously, I can't fit the entire buffet on one plate. So I'd have to like bury the choices and stuff that I was having, which worked very, very well, because it meant I could enjoy lots of different types of food, lots of different cuisines, and just generally enjoyed it. Um, and then if you want to go a little bit even deeper, like there's a few guidelines that I would really look at in terms of filling up that plate. So we still want to keep a massive focus on protein, huge focus. Like for me, I probably massively consumed, potentially over-consumed protein whilst I was out there because I was having huge amounts of meat. Um, so there's still something we want to try and keep in place whilst we're on holiday. So at least a quarter of a plate of protein. So that's like a fist size of protein. So, you know, if you if you eat meat, this could be any form of chicken, this could be beef, pork. There was huge amounts of meat whilst we were in the Maldives. It was incredible. Um, even if you're vegetarian, there's still going to be other sauces and stuff you can get on that plate that's going to help. Um, so that's something that you really want to be making sure you you make sure you're consuming um, protein is going to fill you up it's obviously going to help you retain muscle as well um, and it's it's the king macronutrient so we still want to keep a massive focus of consuming enough protein wherever we are whether we're traveling whether we're at home whether we're on holiday um, and also what we want to try and do is make sure we're getting enough uh, vegetables so we want to be making sure that like kind of at least a quarter or maybe even a half of your plate is full of veg so this could be salad um, any form of vegetable something like that it, again, it's going to mean you're getting in your micronutrients, obviously you're going to be getting in lots of fiber, you're going to be full, um, and it just means that you're going to be getting a much more balanced, healthy meal. Um, and then the rest of the plate, you can really put on what you want. So this could be sort of more carby foods like potatoes, rice, chips, whatever that might be. Um, generally just, you know, not trying to take the piss too much with those kind of foods, but a proportion of your plate, of course, can go down to that kind of stuff. So that's generally how I would split your plate of food. I'd have that focus in place, lots of protein, lots of veg, lots of salad, and then also a bit of your kind of fun stuff in there as well. Um, and then one thing that I did in the evening was a dessert. So, you know, we don't want to go away and not feel like we can have a nice bowl of ice cream or, you know, the desserts in the place that we stayed were absolutely insane. So, you know, there was an entire room just for desserts in there. There was a lot of choice. Uh, I'm talking steam puddings, uh, cheesecakes, gattos, all this kind of stuff. So it was hard to not go completely mad. But the rule that I had is that in the evening time, the plate was a lot smaller. It was like half the size of a, of a main course plate. Um, I would have whatever I really wanted with dessert if I could fit it on that plate. So again, you know, the, the, the plate I had was pretty full. Like it wasn't a small plate of dessert, but it was just another way of controlling calories. Like there's only so much dessert you can fit on a plate. And trust me, I tested this. There's only so much dessert you can fit on a small plate. Um, and again, it just meant I could enjoy different desserts, enjoy variation without kind of taking the piss too much. And then at lunchtime, I would really try and avoid not having the desserts as well. So one thing I did was have an ice cream most days. Obviously, just one scoop of like sorbet or ice cream is not going to break the calorie bank too much. Um, and then, you know, a cone is, again, is not going to do that. So I would have that at lunch um, and then I'd have a nice like bowl of fruit or whatever at lunch as well. Um, and the same at, uh, kind of at breakfast. But I really just made sure I kept my desserts to just one meal in the evening. And as I say, it just meant I really enjoyed the dessert so much more. I wasn't bloated. I wasn't feeling that full and sick. Um, I would just look forward to having those desserts in the evening, which I think worked really well. Um, next guideline is very simple. So I feel like... <sighs> Again, this is going to be kind of dependent of obviously of where you're going on holiday, but 
I would be trying to avoid kind of the snacking and the grazing as much as possible um, and just try and keep to regular meals. Like some people may think that they enjoy doing that on holiday. They enjoy sitting by the pool and I don't know, like having some crisps or, you know, uh, whatever that might be. But generally, I feel like if we can just stick to proper meals, you're going to enjoy those meals so much more and you're going to control the calories you're consuming. If you're just kind of grazing throughout the day, picking at food, you know, it's probably because you're bored. You know, you're not potentially not drinking enough water and it just means you're going to you know, rack calories up quite unnecessarily. Um, and then it just means you're probably not going to enjoy your evening meals as much either. So generally, if you can just keep to big meals, um, you're going to enjoy things more and you're probably going to save yourself quite a lot of calories too. So two to three big meals per day, um, I'd probably see more like two and one lighter meal. That's going to work incredibly well um, when it comes to kind of managing food. Um, next up, the big one, alcohol. So this is obviously going to be quite a difficult one because I feel like people, when they do go away on holiday, like they do not want to really be like limiting alcohol. That like it's one place where you just want to go away and enjoy yourself. And I feel like you can 100% do that. Like you don't need to go away and not drink. Like I, obviously, unless you don't choose to drink alcohol, like I don't know many people that would, you know, go on a nice holiday and, and not want to have a drink. That is totally fair enough. But I feel like with everything, the devil is going to be in the dose. Like if you want to get pissed every single night and, and have 10 beers by the pool, Amazing if that's the sort of thing that you enjoy. Amazing, do it. But just realize it's going to be a huge price to pay when you get back. You know, you're going to come back. You're going to feel like shit. Uh, you're probably going to have gained quite a lot of weight. You're going to be in quite bad habits. You know, obviously, there's a lot of other knock-on effects in terms of alcohol, not just the calorie side of things. And it, you just got to ask yourself, really, like, is it worth it? Um, if it is, amazing, enjoy it. But to be honest, it's, that's not for me. Um, you know, I know I can go away and have a few drinks and, you know, not really want to take the piss and drink endless amounts of beer or cocktails or whatever that might be. So um, I feel like you can have your drinks, but you just potentially, you know, choose wisely and, and kind of limit them a little bit um, and don't kind of completely take the piss. Um, I think, again, if you can kind of try and drink the majority of your alcohol in the evenings, you're going to enjoy it more. Um, you know, generally, it's going to be a much more pleasurable drink. And again, you're going to kind of limit those calories a little bit too. Don't get me wrong, like who doesn't have, who, who doesn't enjoy having odd beer by the pool? You know, of course you can get away with that. But I think if you can try and kind of not get into the habit of just kind of drinking uh, pint and pint and pint on end, then you're probably going to enjoy them a lot more to be having them in the evening time. Um, and when I was away, like I drank a cocktail pretty much every single night, um, you know, enjoyed a few vodkas as well, uh, a few gins, all that kind of stuff. So I did not limit my alcohol at all. As I say, I probably did probably to drink most nights but you know it was like one cocktail maybe two cocktails um i didn't really feel the need to get totally pissed it just wasn't really that sort of place um but don't get me wrong i really enjoyed myself and you know if i wanted to have a drink i would definitely have one it was it was absolutely no restriction in place at all so the key with alcohol is choose wisely um if you want to drink more alcohol I would go for something that's going to be less in calories. So if you are drinking because you want to get a little bit pissed, you know, try and go for something like sort of, you know, vodka, lime and soda, gin and tonic. Um, those kind of drinks you're going to be able to drink a lot more of with less calories instead of like smashing back loads of cocktails, loads of beer, that kind of stuff, because the calories are just going to rack up massively. Um, you're probably going to save yourself a fair few from just kind of making a slightly better choice. Um, the old cocktail is you know on holiday in a lovely place fantastic but there's definitely going to be a ceiling on that where you're just kind of drinking endlessly and, and potentially taking away the enjoyment a little bit too um the next rule is very simple so this is just not to simply eat past fullness now i feel like people sometimes are just eating and eating and eating they feel like there's going to be some sort of famine in place um you know you're at a buffet there's a few you know mouthfuls of food left and you feel like you have to eat it because otherwise you're not getting your money's worth 
This is just something that you, you've got to avoid this. You've got to know when you're full. And generally, if you can try and never eat past kind of 80% fullness, that is a really, really, really good guideline to have in place. You know, you're not going to be a gluttonous pig. You know, the food is not going anywhere, but generally you're going to be able to save yourself so much, like so many calories, so much food, um, you know, from just kind of implementing that rule in place. So don't eat past fullness. This isn't just on holiday, just in general, like you should not really feel like you have to always finish your play and go and finish your your girlfriend's plate, your wife's plate, your kid's plate, uh, your dog's plate. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Like, There's not a famine. You don't need to kind of eat past fullness every single time. Um, so just kind of keep that rule in place. And the very, very last thing when we're looking at nutrition um, is just using good meal hygiene. So this is something that I talk about a lot. Uh, and it's something that I am massively learning myself. I am still that guy that literally puts a plate of food in front of me and like smashes it down in like five minutes. So I'm really trying to learn much better meal hygiene myself. I'm trying to put my knife and fork down in between each mouthful. I'm trying to sort of chew 20 times um, per mouthful as well so that I'm actually enjoying the food a lot more. It's something that I'm really learning, but I feel like good quality meal hygiene is so, so important. It's something that a lot of people don't really adopt. And especially whilst you're going on holiday, like if you can really try and be present um, with the people that are around you, and, and just have much better meal hygiene, you're probably going to eat less food and you're going to enjoy that food so much more too. So those are the rules that I've used in terms of nutrition. Um, they worked very well for me, but as I said, there may be certain ones in there that you want to adapt a little bit for yourself, but hopefully that gives you guys a little bit of value of kind of some of the things that you can implement. Um, next up, we're going to go into exercise, okay? So these are just a few of the guidelines that I used in terms of general activity, exercising, um, and staying on top of my fitness routine. So the first thing is very, very, very simple. And this is just to make sure you're still getting your steps in. Like there is absolutely no reason why you have to be super, super lazy when you go on holiday. Like if anything, if you go into a new place, it's a nice, like there's nice scenery around, it's a hot country. Like surely this is a reason for you to want to go out and go and do more steps to explore new places um, and to not just sit on a sun lounger all day. Now, don't get me wrong, there is a time for that. I'm all for that, relaxing in the sun, reading a book, whatever that might be, but you can still get your steps in every single day whilst doing that. Um, and I feel like if you go on holiday, you eat lots of food, you drink lots, and you don't move, you are basically going to get hit twice by the kind of energy balance equation because not only are you going to be consuming lots of food, which is going to put up here, but your activity is going to also drop. So you're going to come down here with activity. Now you've got a problem because you're not moving, you're eating lots of food, you're drinking lots, your body is going to be so receptive to gaining weight. So if you want to be able to enjoy your holiday more, my suggestion is move, okay, get more steps in, stay active, and it's going to just massively pay off in dividends. Um, so I feel like 10k steps plus should be a non-negotiable for everyone that goes away. Um, I was averaging around 12k per day. And like, if I'm honest, I wasn't even really doing that much activity. I didn't feel like I was anyway. Obviously, I track using my aura ring, so it doesn't really miss any steps. But I didn't feel like I was doing lots of walking. Um, I did do some cardio, which I'm going to move on to in a second. But just generally, like I was just, you know, moving around uh, and, and just being active and it got me lots of step count, which was obviously massively effective when it comes to maintaining my weight. So that's one thing that I would definitely recommend you do. Use your Fitbit, your Apple Watch, whatever it might be to keep your steps in place and just try and keep yourself, your activity nice and high. Um, ne next up is actually doing fun activity while you're on holiday. Like this is something that I feel like, you, sh you should be trying to do like whether this is just 
going to play some sport. Um, for me, it was lots of snorkeling. It was lots of swimming, which I massively enjoyed. I was probably snorkeling for at least sort of half an hour to an hour per day because I just loved it. Um, but this was so good for burning calories. You know, when you're in the water and you're swimming against the tide, you, you're going to be burning calories, you know, like you're going to be making sure your body's, body's staying active. So I feel like if you're on holiday, again, like just find fun stuff that you like doing and just do more of it. So if it's snorkeling, if it's swimming, if it's like water polo, like sort of you know, football, whatever. Like I know there's a lot of like football courts and stuff. I know when I used to go away, I used to love playing football on holiday and stuff. Um, you know, whatever that might be. Uh, we played a lot of badminton whilst we were away. So myself and my girlfriend, we, we got into badminton. We were playing that uh, a few evenings, which was really good for burning calories, especially in the heat as well. Like you're burning even more calories because it's just so hot. Uh, and it just massively helps as well. All these things, like they add up, you know, even if you just think, oh, I only did like 20 minutes of this, 10 minutes of that, this all adds up your steps, your activity, your your cardio, all these things come together and they just mean that you're burning more calories across the day. More calories is more food um, and just, you know, more enjoyment from, from being on holiday. So I feel like make sure you pay your dues and you do lots of activity, you do lots of cardio, you do, well, not necessarily cardio, but you do something that's going to keep your um, calories output very very high next up is gym sessions so i feel like people don't necessarily want to train as much when they're on holiday they just get into the mindset of i just want to break from training i don't want to do it anymore um and i think this is a poor mentality to adapt i think most hotels that we go to now they've got gyms they should have a gym uh the hotel that we stayed in had a very very good gym on the island so use it. I feel like your best sessions can sometimes be the ones when you're on holiday because you're less stressed. Um, you know, you're not potentially thinking about work as much. Or if you've got a family there, maybe that is a little bit different because maybe you, you've got to kind of look after them. So I can't speak for that. But at the end of the day, like if you can get to the gym and can keep up your gym sessions, then that is going to massively help as well. Because if we're thinking back to the energy balance equation, if we're losing our gym sessions, we're just going to make sure, we're just going to see that we're not burning as many calories as we used to. And, you know, there is going to be more uh, potential fat gain there. So keep your gym sessions in place and have fun with them as well. Like try new stuff. Like I didn't follow my kind of training program whilst I was away as much. Obviously the equipment was a little bit different, so I couldn't, but I just kind of had fun with it all. I actually started doing a lot more bro splits and stuff like that. So, you know, like the stuff that we're told not to do in terms of like your chest days, your arm days, but hey, like, did it matter for two weeks whilst I was on the holiday? No, of course it didn't. Like, my goal when I was away was to just enjoy training, have fun with it. So actually doing, like, a full-blown chest day, shoulder day, arm day, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. And guess what? That meant I stuck to it, and I made sure that I got those sessions done pretty much every day whilst I was away. I always got to the gym. Um, it was a good gym as well. It was air-conditioned, and I enjoyed it. So unless you don't have a gym, unless you've got a family, unless you've got kids you're looking after while you're away I would highly suggest you try and train as much as possible you'll enjoy your sessions you'll feel better you'll get a fantastic release in terms of endorphins making you feel good and you will just much you'll be able to manage your your holiday and your your weight so much more from from getting those sessions done you know you don't have to be in the gym for hours on an end I was making sure that I was out of the gym within an hour and that's including cardio too so that's a gym session and cardio within an hour, sometimes less than that. They don't need to be long sessions. They don't need to be long-winded. But if you can get in there and just do something, then you're going to be able to manage your uh, weight and your condition and your routine so much more. Um, and the last point to bring on to is 
cardio. So this is, again, like people may not want to be doing cardio whilst you're away. You may want to break from it. But I would highly, highly suggest that you make sure you allow time every single day for cardio whilst you're on holiday. So cardio really is only there specifically, well, in a dieting phase, it's just there for you to be able to burn more calories. So it's there for you to be able to eat a little bit more food um, and burn calories, obviously, um, from doing something like walking on a treadmill, from the stepper, from a bike, something like that. So it's a fantastic tool when you go on holiday to be able to use to actually eat more food to be able to maintain your weight. You know, if you think about doing like 20 to 30 minutes on a stepper, you're going to burn around 200, 300 calories. And that may not feel like a huge amount. But again, this all adds up. That could be the extra plate of, well, the plate of, um, you know, a little bit more pudding at dinner time. That could be the cocktail you have in the afternoon. So all these things are going to add up a little bit more. Um, and I think just maintaining some cardio on holiday is super important. If you can do like, if you did 30 minutes of cardio per day, um, you know, good quality, like intense cardio, um, you know, keeping your heart rate to around 120, 130 beats per minute, you are going to be able to get away with eating a lot of food on holiday whilst not really worrying about the, the kind of potential effects of that. Trust me. Um, for me, it was 20 minutes per day. I also did a run one of the days as well, like quite a high paced run. Um, and that massively helped me. I was sweating a lot at the end of those cardio sessions. I felt very, very good. Um, and I always did them kind of either in the morning or right before I had my last meal of the day as well. So it just put me in a good position. I felt good. And I just feel like doing some sort of cardio on holiday along with your sort of weight sessions, it's going to massively, massively help. Um, so guys, that is my holiday toolkit, my travel toolkit. That's my rundown of nutrition. That's my rundown of exercise and things that I have done to sort of manage and mitigate weight gain as much as possible whilst I was away. Um, I really, really hope you took value from these things that I've mentioned. You do not need to implement every single one of them. Maybe there's just a few golden nuggets in here that you can use. Um, but I would highly recommend you do go on holiday and you try and take good standards with you. Um, and lastly, what I just want to finish with, which is something that I started with, um, is do not panic if everything that I've just said above kind of goes out the window you go away, you enjoy it a little bit too much, you drink too much, you eat too much, you gain weight. It is not the end of the world. We are only human. We will make mistakes. I've made mistakes. Clients have made mistakes. It's not the end of the world. Of course, if you can go away and use some of these things, it's going to help. But if the reality is you just go away, it's the one vacation you have a year with the family, with the kids, and you just overeat a little bit, you overconsume. do not sweat it. The best thing you can do is come back, accept you went a little bit too mad, you know, draw a line under it and just move the fuck on. There is no point in dwelling on it. Um, you know, maybe it's a mistake. I feel like every single mistake we make, there's a powerful lesson behind it as well. So if you come back from holiday and you don't feel great about it, you feel that you did overdo it, just kind of remember how that feeling is. And then, you know, you kind of know not to make that mistake again and maybe to pull back a little bit to actually enjoy the holiday to, to a little bit more. So guys, I really, really hope this episode has provided value for you. Um, if it has, I would really appreciate if you could just leave uh, a five-star review. Um, if you could subscribe to the podcast as well, if you've been enjoying it, we are going to be 
I'm making sure episodes are coming out every single Thursday now. So the next episode will be next Thursday and so on and so forth after that. And obviously I'm back in the UK. Um, and also, if you could put this on your story, tag me, Chris Wright PT. I would also massively appreciate it so that we can get this podcast out to more people um, and hopefully continually change more lives. So guys, I'll catch you in the next one and I will see you then.